Listener Production. Hi, the person you have called is not available. Please leave a short 10-second message after the tone for... The Howie Games Hotline. Oh, nice to have you on board for the fourth edition of the Howie Hotline. Pumped you're joining us. Das is in the house with a rude moustache, it must be said. Hello, great man. Morning, Howie. How are you, mate? Fantastic. Where are we're you today? This, well, we're doing this remotely for the first time, aren't we? You're in the studio yeah. in South Melbourne. I'm down in sunny Barwon Heads. Uh, so we'll see how we go with this. I'm not sure technically if it's going to work, but you should be able to sort it out, shouldn't you? Are you too good to... Leave the beachside palatial <laughs> digs down there, mate. Something like that. Oh, I'm going away very soon. Uh, the cricket's on. Hey, I'm pumped because today, Das, I was meant to be going into quarantine for 14 days, which I wasn't looking forward to, to nah. lead into the Australia-India white ball series. And then last week, Gladys, your girl Gladys, who's in charge of New South Wales, right. said, hey, Howie, don't worry about it. We're opening the borders <laughs> to Victorians. So that's given me a lift. So it's given me an extra two weeks at home. So I'm pumped about that. Nice. Well, I thought you go. when are you going up to Darwin? When are you going to hang well, in the sun for two weeks? That As a country Victorian resident, I don't want to slow people down, but that's what I was going to do. Okay. I was going on a solo <laughs> trip to Kakadu oh, for, for two weeks and to the Tiwi Islands. But I, I'm happy to be home. Before we get into it, we had we had a slight technical difficulty, Guru. Um, you know this is not my strong point. So yeah. I had saved on the phone. I only turn the hotline on every sort of four or five days, and it goes beep, and I get excited. I had about ten voice messages saved over the last three or four weeks, and when I went to send them to you, I realised that eight of them have disappeared up the pipe somewhere. So if your voice message was sent in and doesn't get played on this show, please send it in again because basically I lost it. This is sent, the, What you're talking about is um, the voice message sent to the Howie Games hotline phone number, not the WhatsApp. No, that's a, like, uh, you know, please ring 321 to get your messages and yeah. then all the messages were gone. But anyway, so if, if you left a message on the recording machine, I'm sorry, send it in and we'll get it going. But all the details are right on the uh, show notes about the number and how you can send it in because we're going well, but we need more. We need more, Dars. We, we need more questions. More. Absolutely. And I, I guess that does uh, prove the point that if you can send them in via WhatsApp, that yep. would be much appreciated. They won't get lost and they won't get taken by the gremlins inside the phone. That's exactly right. But uh, you can only do what you can do, can't you? All right. I'm going to have to look at you and your moustache for the next however long. Let's uh, <laughs> roll them in, Big Daddy. All right. Hi, Howie. My name is Max Gleason and I'm 12 years old. I run my own podcast called MG Talk Sports and I've had some pretty popular people on there like Billy Slater. I was wondering how you get all your sports athletes on your podcast and what the easiest way to get into sports media is. Thanks for your advice over the last couple of months, Howie. It's been really great to hear, and thanks for the message. Kind regards, Max. Love the podcast. Great to hear from you, Max. Uh, keep an eye out for Max's podcast, MG Talk Sport. Das, the kid's Ooh. 12, and he's got his own podcast, and he's already had Billy Slater on, so I'm not sure we can give him a great deal of advice. <laughs> he's absolutely flying. But in response to your question, nice to hear from you again, Max. Mate, your podcast is flying. Just keep plugging away. We mentioned it earlier on in a different edition of the hotline. It's just a matter of hard work, continuing to put emails out there, messages, trying to get guests on. But I think it gets easier and easier as you get more guests on, more agents and talent, as they call them in this caper, have faith in you, and then they will come on your show. It'll get easier and easier. As far as getting into sports media, Maxie, you're 12. Just keep doing what you're doing. 
continue your passion, continue doing your podcast, continuing working hard, maybe put a blog out there or start some practice commentary and you'll be away in no time. Maxie, you'll have my job, mate. But as I said, guys, keep an eye out for his podcast because he's flying, he's Maxie boy. And Howie, obviously you've been a sports broadcaster for a long time uh, and a long time prior to you starting the podcast. But how many episodes of the Howie Games did you get out there before you really felt like you were hitting your groove? Um, it's a really good question. I think it probably took 20 episodes to yeah. really get an understanding of the interview process, but more importantly, what type of guests we should get on. I've learned that it's people love high profile athletes. We've had a lot of high profile athletes on, but it's better to get a person that is passionate about what they do that have had light and shade that have been successful but have had issues along the way they make a lot better guests we had ben simmons on the show as an example um i'll digress i'll tell you ben simmons story shall i tell me okay so it was for sports tonight for channel 10 and we're digressing here and we are flying over to america to interview ben simmons for sports tonight okay now this is uh two years ago um he's flying He's the he's the rookie of the year. So we fly there, get into San Francisco at 2 in the morning. We've got Ben Simmons at 8 o'clock the next morning. Well, I'm getting on a plane back that night to fly home. Wow. So we get there and it's all promised, half an hour with Ben Simmons. I think, right, we'll get a uh, Sports Tonight story out of this and I'll get half an hour for a podcast with Ben Simmons. Fantastic, fantastic. So we get in there and he's got, not Ben, Lovely fella. He's got uh, media people there. He's got PR people there. He was promoting a video game. The video game people it's set up in this big studio in the back of San Francisco. And I introduced myself and they say, oh, sorry, no time for an interview with Ben today. And I'm like, hang on. I've just flown from Melbourne to San Francisco. Maybe just a little bit of time would be nice. So we push and shove and push and shove, and eventually they say, you get five minutes with Ben. That's rough. I'm thinking, oh, wow. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is not ideal. Eventually Ben sits down. This is nothing to do with Ben. I want to put that on the record. He mm-hmm. was fantastic. He was warm. He was involved. So at about the eight-minute mark, the lady in charge starts giving me the wind-up, and I just turned my back and just kept firing in questions. I think we got to about 22 minutes before she stepped in front of the camera to say, no more, no more. <laughs> but to go back to what I was saying about learning about the podcast, us, you find out what type of guests have good stories to tell. At this stage, Ben's a 21-year-old. He's getting paid an enormous amount of money. He's experienced nothing but success in his life, and I hope that's the way it stays for him. Sure. But he hasn't had any downtimes because at this stage he's just a star on the up, so he doesn't actually have much of a story to tell. Nothing against Ben, wonderful athlete, and he was warm and engaging in the interview, but I have found that you need people that have had a bit of light and shade and a bit of experience in life. That makes Um, sense. Yeah, I could go on about... PR people being very, very good or very, very difficult in interview situations, but I've never been in one like that where they said, no, sorry, no time for you, no time for you. Thank you, Howie, and thank you, Max, for sending that through. We've got Michael. G'day, Howie. Michael Atkinson here or at Kinson88, as you might know me a little better on Twitter. Um, I've got mm-hmm. a few questions, if I can be a bit greedy with this. The first one is just the song on every episode. Is that something that was recorded specifically for the podcast or is it just a song you liked and added um, to the show. And then lastly, I know there's been a lot of questions about how you get 
athletes and profile people on your show. Um, given how big the Howie Games is now and people, a lot of people listen to it, a lot of athletes are aware of it and admit that they listen to it, do you have people approaching you wanting to come on the show? Do athletes call you and get in contact or their agents wanting to get on the show themselves? Keep up the good work. Someone got me onto it, sent me Bruce McAvaney a long time ago and I've been... Uh, hooked ever since so love the podcast keep it going cheers thank you michael very kind of you so two-part question the song does i get asked this on social media once a week okay what you need to do is google a chap out of jamaica who at times runs the jamnesia surf camp his name is billy mystic google billy mystic and the song is called try 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 i was in the west indies in Jamaica, covering the, covering the Caribbean Premier League, and I heard this guru was the godfather of Jamaican surfing. So for a different project, I wanted to go out there and meet him, and we had a bit of a chat on the camera, and then we, we were recording the audio. So when you hear the song and you hear sort of background noise and kids and there's a dog barking, that's because we recorded it at the surf camp, and Billy was playing his uh, guitar and singing live into the mic, um, and we since got permission to use the song. The other story about Billy, I was having a chat with him, right? And Billy, a lovely, lovely fella, loves to surf. But now kids, I'm just going to say this. So if your kids are listening and they shouldn't be, just fast forward for 30 seconds. Your man Billy does, while I'm chatting with him for half an hour, is smoking the (laughs) biggest joint I have ever. It was like a carrot, this thing, right? Like a big carrot. I I don't know about the old passive smoking, but halfway through, I didn't know what to ask anymore because the fumes from Billy were making their way across the table. I was all over the shop. So to answer your question, Billy Mystic, try, try, try the song. What was the second part of that question? Oh, the second part was uh, do, do athletes reach out to you to come on the Howie game? <laughs> that's, a, that's a true story. Lovely fella yeah. and, and went for a surf with him. Um, it, it happens more and more. Not so much athletes reaching out. In fact, you were just saying to me before we did this, who's coming up on the show, mate? Who have we got lined up? And we are blessed to have the ability to promote products, um, books, especially Yelena Dockage came on the show to promote her book, Michael Clark. I got a message yesterday from the publishers of Cameron Smith's book, which is about to come out, saying we'd love you to have a copy of the book um, and potentially have Cameron on the show. Now, I've been trying to get Cam on the show for a couple of years yeah, without amazing. a great deal of luck. Yeah. So that that is an example of people getting in touch. Another person got in touch uh, just yesterday, the manager of Tim Zhu, the boxer, who I'd love to have a chat with, but again, his fight was coming up and we couldn't get it done prior to the episode getting to air before his fight. So it's happening a little bit more, which which is really, really nice, and hopefully it's quid pro quo that we can promote something yeah. for the athlete. Um, awesome. Kids, you can join this story again <laughs> now. The story about Big Billy and the, uh, the carrot is done. Thanks for that, Michael. Howie. How's it going? It's Aaron from Brisbane here. I was wondering if you could give us the inside scoop on AFL statistics and how they record them during a game. I was wondering if it's done through some sort of automated way or there's three or four guys that are taking them down manually. Uh, Just be really interested to know how that sort of all happens and comes together because obviously the statistics come up uh, during games and it's live and it's accurate information. So I was just wondering how they go about doing that. Thanks for sending that through, Azza, and... 
I, there might be a few Aarons in Brisbane, but I reckon he's a return uh, contributor. I reckon that's about the third time he's sent something through. So thank you, Aaron. How we game sticker for Azza? We'll sort it out to us. We'll get it out there in the <laughs> yeah. post. I've got them right here in front of me. There's oh, yeah. not too many of these bad boys left. Okay, that is a great question. I know this is something that you've talked to me about before, mate. You're fascinated. Okay, so the AFL statistics are run by a company called Champion Data, which is originally set up, this is going right into VFL history, by a fella called Teddy Hopkins. I reckon... It was four. He kicked four goals for Carlton in the famous comeback when they were 40-odd points down at Collingwood at halftime in a grand final, the famous Ron Barassi handball game. So Teddy set this company up. So it's fascinating to see what these guys do. I won't be able to replicate exactly, but basically there is a champion data caller. So it's like he's commentating the game, but he's not commentating the way we commentate it, Das. He will say, Cameron, ground ball get, hand pass to Kelly. Kelly, hand pass, kick effective 25 metres to uh, Cameron. Cameron, uncontested mark. Cameron lines up from goal, has a shot, puts it out on the full. Ball tossed back in. So everything you read in the paper about uncontested marks, contested marks, uh, ground ball gets, they call that out as they go. Ground ball get, hand pass to player X. Uncontested mark, 25 metre ball, ineffective. And there's a series of guys around them inputting that in the system. So there's one caller calling out the stats and there's a group who input it in the system and then it comes through. So when you're looking at the screen, if we're using Jeremy Cameron as an example, if he has a kick, like they might say at this stage Cameron hasn't had a kick and we're looking at it, when he gets the ball and possesses and kicks it, that comes up on the monitor a second later. So the speed in which yeah. these guys do it as it is quite phenomenal and it's it's become a must-use tool in footy. So that's how they do it. There's a great video on YouTube by Vice, uh, you know, Vice, the media company. Yep. Um, I think if you type into YouTube Vice Sports AFL statistics, they do there's – there's about a 20-minute video of them going behind the scenes with Champion Data, seeing how, how it's all done, which is an amazing video and um, – as I reckon, check that out, or anyone else who's um, interested in AFL statistics. I think it is the most data-rich sport on earth. I think more statistics are taken in AFL than than any other sport. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And the company itself, Champion Data, started doing the XFL deal in the states, which had problems with coronavirus this year, but has been brought by my man, The Rock, who is yeah. still yet to appear on the Howie Games. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd work him in there somewhere. <laughs> hey, Howie, it's uh, Sean Crackers McLaren. I'm uh, actually driving the car north to uh, the mighty Naval country. Um, and I just wanted to uh, give you a shout-out, mate. I'm from Council uh, North Queensland, and uh, you haven't got enough rugby league content on your uh, podcast, so you need to put Jonathan Burson on that and uh, hook me up, or look me up, and I'll uh, hook you up with JT. All I heard there was Crackers, North Queensland, <laughs> God's country... <laughs> Not enough rugby league content and hit him up for Thurston. Well, from what I can understand there, if we get hold of Crackers McLaren, he's going to deliver JT on the show. Roy Simons, the great Andrew Simons, I think his kids go to school with Jonathan Thurston's kids and he's told me he will get JT sorted out. So if that doesn't work, Crackers, but I tell you, Cam Smith's coming up. Can I just, can I just go back to my man The Rock for one moment? Yeah, of course. 
Remember last time on the Howie Hotline how we spoke about how he was our number one guest that Uh we wanted to get on the show? Yeah. As you know, I got you to clip that audio up. I have since sent that through an intermediary to The Rock's agent saying, this is how much we love The Rock. We talked about him on the podcast. We would love to have him on. <laughs> I also digress. I don't know if you saw this recently, how he, uh, yep. he had a film shoot to go to or something in the morning and when he was trying to get out of his driveway, he lives in one of those big, oh, yes. one of those big LA houses with a gated, you know, big gate out the front and the gate wouldn't open and he was running late for the film shoot so he ripped it off with his bare hands. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> but needless to say, I haven't heard back from the Rocks PR team but we're working on it. All right, we're well. I'm digressing. Off we go. Uh, we had a few more people hit us up for various guests on the yep. show. These were them. G'day, Howie. Damo from Seymour here, mate. Uh, don't know if you've seen what Chris Anstey's been doing on Facebook, but he's got some wicked articles out there. Reckon he'd be a great guest and uh, good for a yarn. Keep up the good work, mate. Cheers. Hey, Howie. It's Aaron from Brisbane here. It'd be really good if you could get an interview with the big man, Tony Lockett. I'd love to hear his story. Hello to the Howie Games Hotline. This is... Terence from Melbourne, surely seven-time surfing world champion Stephanie Gilmore gets a run on the show if she's available. I'd imagine that'd be right on your wavelength, Howie. Hey, Howie, this is Dan from Morning's Peninsula. Someone you'd love to hear you have on the show is Sean White. Um, I reckon the man has excelled in two sports on an international level and was mentored by Tony Hawk. He's a perfect guest. Compliment his episode. Cheers, mate. Keep up the work. Uh, some great suggestions. Uh, right off the top, Steph Gilmore would be wonderful. This is not Steph. I'm just talking about the general community. Surfers, hardest group of athletes to get on the podcast because I don't think they own mobile phones and they're continually stoked and they're always just surfing, bro. So as much as I love surfing myself, they are hard to get on. Uh, Chris Anstey, I've watched his work on Facebook. Uh, Google Chris Anstey Facebook. He's written an incredible article about what it was like. He came to the Bulls directly after Jordan left. So he basically went there after the last dance and he talks about one of their youngsters saying that he wanted more game time and he'd beat Jordan on one-on-one. That's how good he was. Jordan heard about it, he talks about it in this article, and then came to training a year after he retired and absolutely schooled this guy. It's on YouTube. It's fantastic. So, But thanks for those guest suggestions. We are working on them all. G'day, Howie. Joel, we made from Hong Kong. Listen, I uh, just wanted to say good day. Thanks so much for the email. I sent you an email last week and you wrote back to me a few days later very kindly and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. We take time out of what is no doubt a very busy schedule and it's very much appreciated. Uh, I've been hiking this morning and I was just reminiscing and listening to Dino and uh, God rest his soul. I'll tell you what, the world is a much worse place without him in it. But uh, it made me think about integrity and obviously he had a lot of it. And I raised a question that I have for you about sporting in general and what you think of of sport and the integrity that exists in it. It's one of the things that annoys me the most, the lack of integrity and different people changing contracts on a whim. Rugby league comes to mind, obviously. Just wonder what aspect of sport annoys you the most. Mate, keep up the good work. Thanks for the contact. And I can't wait to hear the next episode. Cheers. Uh, thank you, Joel. I reckon Joel's a pilot over there in Hong Kong, so I hope he's staying safe out there. Um, we have a lot of pilots listening, which is cool. Um, oh, sports are business now. Like As we're recording this, the AFL trade period has just finished us and everyone talks about integrity and, and the players needing to be loyal to a club, but then 
when a club decides they no longer want the player, it, it's you know it goes back. Yeah, it goes the other both way. ways, so, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of business. As far as things that annoy me in sport, um, off the top of my head. I used to work on golf tournaments and I always railed against this and I always felt this. I was never allowed to broadcast it. I think personally, it's just a personal view, and a lot of golf clubs do a wonderful job of it and a lot of them are welcoming, but a lot of them are run by the older generation who make it difficult for youngsters to get into the game. You've got to wear this. You've got to turn up at this time. You need to have these socks on. I don't understand that. I just don't understand why you'd alienate potential young players, the next Adam Scott, because he hasn't got the proper collar on his shirt. The other thing that frustrates me when I'm at the cricket is it can be raining for an hour and 45 minutes in the first session. And due to Test Cricket's archaic laws, it stops raining. They are ready to go. And five minutes later, it's the lunch break. And rather than saying we've just had an hour and 45 to have our ham sandwiches, we are now going to take a 40-minute lunch break, and at the end of that, it starts raining again. That is something that I think Tess Cricket needs to sort out, Joel. Thank you. I've always thought it's strange that Tess Cricket, a game that goes over five days, can't be played when it's wet, relies on good weather, was invented in the gloomiest, wettest country in the mm. world. Yes. It baffles me. It is a great game, though. I just watched with the kids uh, a very good mate of mine, Adrian Brown, uh, put together with a group, big group of people to test the behind-the-scenes year of the Australian, what, 18 months Australian cricket team. Have you seen that, Darcy? Yeah, I have. Yeah, great. Outstanding, outstanding. Tell you, the big penguin was giggling on his seat when his man Finchie started dropping F-bombs all over the place, but very, very good show. If you haven't seen it, have a look at the test. Howie, Pickle and the big penguin. How are you guys? Good. Jay Stafford here from Six Beers with Hino and Staff podcast. Howie, check it out. Or just tell me if you've already had a listen. And, uh, mate... We do a few interviews and that, so if you're keen, uh, we can flip the flip it on you so you're not interviewing all the time. Give us a call, mate. Also, love the show, doing good. Look forward to hearing from you. See you, mate. Sounds like we'll be a cracking podcast. I did a bit of research. The boys up there... Uh I think it's in Queensland. It might be Yapoon. One is a plumber and one is a contra- uh, concreter. Yeah. And they've got a ripping podcast going. I always say to you, and you know, Das, it takes a lot of work to put a podcast together. So mm. check out the boys' podcast. Um, I'll be a boring guest. So oh, please. I think you could do you could do better than me, but um, I'll, I'll investigate it and see what we can do. But I appreciate you asking me on the show. It's very, very kind. But the boys are doing a ripping job up there in Queensland. G'day, Howie. Liam from Brisbane. I love your work, mate. My question is, what's the most difficult question you've had to ask someone on your show? Obviously, a lot of uh, difficult topics come up, uh, so I'd be interested to hear uh, what you have to say on that. Thanks for the work, mate. Keep it up. Looking forward to listening to you uh, commentate the cricket this year. Cheers. Thanks. Can't wait for the cricket. Uh, Most difficult question. There's quite a few. I think we spoke earlier on a hotline about Jake Edwards, who confronted mental health issues and attempting to commit suicide was pretty mm. difficult one to work my way through without putting my foot in the wrong spot, so to speak. Yep. Probably if I had to narrow it down to one, yeah, actually actually, I've, I've thought of one. If I had to narrow it down to one single question, Liesl Jones, a superstar, superstar swimmer, a superstar of Australian sport, at one point a photo was taken of Liesl and splashed on the back pages of the Sydney papers and it was questioning her body shape at the time as a swimmer and whether she was fit to go. Now, Liesl knows exactly what's required to go out there and win an Olympic medal, an Olympic gold medal, 
to talk to her about the fact she was body shamed. I can't remember whether she brought it up or I brought it up, but I remember tiptoeing through it, thinking, imagine... I think you've got to have empathy, Das. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, when you interview people, you need to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that was me on the back page of the paper and people were body shaming me. We, we get this idea that these athletes or actors or people in a high-profile world are bulletproof, but they're not. They're, they're just normal people. Sure. And her mum and dad would have seen that article yeah. and her you know, her, her boyfriend or her friends and they'd just be shattered for her. I'd be... I'd be devastated if it was me. So you try and show empathy in that situation. But I remember Lisa was really, really good at talking about it, but she talked about how hurtful it was to be put on the back page of the paper in that position yeah. with a, a media outlet questioning her body shape and her preparation to perform. Yeah, I, I get she was thinking about it now. It was a very, very difficult conversation to have, but she, she handled it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sending that through, Liam. Hi, Howie. Jan here. I love the podcast. It's very interesting. Have you done an interview with Kerry O'Keefe? Jan, that's... Uh, I've been watching um, uh, The Crown on Netflix. Jan sounds like the Queen. She's got a beautiful <laughs> voice. Great to hear from you, Jan. Um, refer back to Howie Hotline 3. Kerry will happen. There's various reasons why it hasn't happened yet. Nothing to do with Kerry, but it will happen sometime in the future, guaranteed. G'day, Howie. I'm Teddy and I'm from Barwon Heads. I just wanted to let you know that your concept for the Howie Games has inspired a mate and I to begin our own podcast. It celebrates the history of our footy and netball club, which turns 100 in 2022. We're interviewing the people that made our footy club great in its history, and I just also wanted to let Darcy know that I played footy with his dad back in the 80s, and he was an absolute gun. Thanks, guys, for the great show, and also for the great inspiration that you gave us. All the best. <laughs> Thank you, Teddy. We'll get to your old man in a moment, yeah. So I've got a story for you about that. Okay. Thanks, Teddy. I, th- I think it's a great idea that there's – and think about it if you're involved in, in a sporting club. I know your father-in-law-to-be is heavily involved in sporting clubs and he did something – um, up at Holbrook for their footy club, Darcy, mm. that you were involved in, yeah, which basically did. took back the history and relayed a grand final, which was outstanding, mate. I, I think if you're involved in a, a footy club or a netball club, it's a great opportunity – to tell the history of your club through a podcast, just you don't have to be a gun interviewer. Just interview the people that were involved in a certain game or the starting of the club. I think it's really valuable for sporting oh, clubs. So good on Teddy. Totally. And you can't put a price on something that's so personal and and such a great memento for for that club. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, spot on. And now to your dad, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if it was Teddy. <laughs> I was at the cricket the other day locally. And a fella came up, it could well have been Teddy, and he, he was started telling me about your dad, Tomo, <laughs> who played for the Bowen Head Seagulls. What year did he play for the Seagulls? Uh, I don't know. In the in the 80s, late 80s? In the 80s. <laughs> he was a long-haired, tight, shorter operator, was Tomo. <laughs> and he came in ready to play. And in where I live, the, in Bowen Heads, there is uh, the Sheep Wash Classic, which is a fun run. It's about an 8 k um, which I've had the pleasure of doing with my kids and my beautiful wife a couple of times. So he came in ready game morning. Um, with his running gear on, the coach said, what have you been doing, Tom? I said, oh, I've just knocked out the uh, the Sheepwatch Classic. I've done the AK. And the coach apparently in front of the team gave him one of the great sprays about, what about your preparation? You've let your teammates down. You come in here half-cooked. You've been off running. You haven't prepared for the game. What are you doing, Tomo? To which Tomo responded, Oh, well, I normally run 12Ks the morning of a game, so I only did eight in the Sheep Watch Classic. So your man, your old man was that fit. He used to knock out 12Ks before a game does. He is going to hate 
uh, that he's been brought up on the on the podcast, but I will send that to him immediately. Uh, thanks, oh, Teddy, for on. sending that through. Thanks, Howie. Hey, Howie. My name's Daniel, and I'm from Pascoe in Melbourne. Thank you for all the episodes that you've done. I managed to listen to a few in, in the lockdown and uh, on my walks during the ISO period. My question to you is, after your interview with Mike Hussey, is he, in your eyes, truly Mr Cricket? And what's he like in the Fox Cricket lab? Mike Hussey is absolutely Mr. Cricket. So I'll give you a day at the test with Mike Hussey. Get up in the morning, you might see Huss at breakfast. He's talking about cricket. You go in the car to the cricket with Huss, he's talking about cricket. Like Warney's talking about other things. Huss is trying to steer it back to cricket. Brett Lee's talking about guitar. Warney's talking about what he's been up to. Huss is talking about cricket. For the next seven hours, Huss watches the cricket, commentates the cricket, in every break talks about the cricket, <laughs> then might say, oh, let's go and get dinner tonight. And Huss is still bloody talking about cricket. So he is, he is the biggest cricket nuffy and the work he does – and the confidence he's developed doing the lab at Fox Cricket where he takes you behind the scenes of what's happening is absolutely fantastic. But in answer to your question, mate, yes, Mr. Cricket is Mr. Cricket. I don't think I've met a man. So They say that Murley is obsessed with cricket. Uh-huh. So the, the the story in cricket is if you get Murley and Huss on the same plane, they will be the two happiest blokes in the world to just talk cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket. Thanks, Dan. G'day, Howie. Anthony here from Sydney. My question is... What answer has simply floored you from one of your interviews, left you speechless? Thanks. Thanks for your question, Anthony. It's a bit hard to do these on the run because we're 100-odd episodes in. The one that comes to mind, Grant Hackett, three-time Olympic gold medalist, Das, sat in that very studio where you are now and we talked about how it felt to come second, basically to win an Olympic silver medal, and he described any performance where he didn't win as disgusting and I remember at the time, go back and listen to it. It's, it's one of my favourite episodes. I'm like, disgusting's a bit harsh. That's a bit of a downer. He said, no, any time I didn't win, I was disgusted with myself and disgusted with my performance. So in some ways, that's like, wow, you sort of wished he could smell the roses. An Olympic silver medal is disgusting. But in the other flip side of it, I think it gave me an insight into why Grant was able to achieve gold medals because he would not take anything but victory. So phenomenal athlete, but that's probably the the one that's really blown me off my seat. Great answer. G'day, Howie. Tim here from Sydney. Mate, I've always loved your episodes with your fellow commentators, particularly Bruce and Dennis Cometti comes to mind. Just wondering if you had any more commentators that you uh, haven't interviewed yet that you were keen to and who might next be on the list. Thanks, Timmy. Timmy sent that one through a while ago. Uh, stay safe as well. We're obviously coming out of lockdown now, which is fantastic. Well, you ask and you get delivered because Martin Tyler is the current episode, Darcy. He is the voice of football. So for me to sit here in the in the uh, office in Barwon Heads, otherwise known as the spare bedroom, and chat with <laughs> the voice of football for the last 40 years about yeah. the art of commentary, Timmy, it was a just... Sometimes I, I, I get worried when I speak to commentators that I go too specific because it fascinates me. Hopefully people enjoy hearing behind the scenes of, of what is involved in commentary. But, you know, I mentioned in the episode, I think, Das, that you were putting together that to me Richie Benno was cricket and it was just right. To me Martin Tyler was football and it's just right. If I turn mm. on a, a game of football, I want to be listening to Martin Tyler. So to have a chat with him was absolutely outstanding. Like, he's the guru, Das. He is yeah. the guru. Oh, it's a great interview as well. Thanks, brother. I think uh, 
in, in regards to commentators, maybe you could get UFC commentator and uh, minor podcast operator <laughs> Joe Rogan on. And then you could do a little bit of, you know, you get him on, he gets you on. Well, he just signed a $150 million deal for exclusivity rights with Spotify. We haven't done that. He's interviewed Barack Obama. He had Kelly Slater on for three and a half hours. We haven't done that either. So <laughs> I'm not sure he's lining up for me to come on the Howie Games. But I've been watching a bit of UFC lately because coming up on the show in a couple of weeks, and I always ring you after an interview, Darcy, and I could not stop speaking about the man that's coming up, could I? You were pretty pumped. Are you going to reveal it now? Well, you can. You can. Ah. Mr. Robert Whittaker. Robert Whittaker. I knew nothing about UFC. My entire UFC understanding was on a show on Netflix called Kingdom, which is a drama show, and I told him that. Uh He's one of my favourite guests that I've ever done. He's top ten in the show. So um, I don't know if we'll be able to get your man uh, Joe Rogan on, but keep an eye out for Rob Whittaker because it's it's amazing. It's amazing what he talks about. Coming up in a couple of weeks' time. He's Mm. not far away. He's, his attitude is uh, and his excitement huh. for, you know, life is just infectious yeah. and you can really feel it through the interview. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for that one. G'day, Howie. Duncan from Croydon speaking. Mate, do enjoy the show. Thanks very much. Really appreciate that. And you've definitely uh, managed to sway my wife over to it as well, so congrats on that. <laughs> Mate, question for you. You uh, tend to be a bit emotional sometimes. Curious to know uh, when you've uh, lost it with a guest and uh, how do you manage to pull it back? Also, uh, of note, might be worth just having a chat to a guy called Ben Crow. Ben works with a lot of the uh, sports stars. Gives you some really good insight to what goes on behind the scenes as well. Anyway, something to consider. Love your work. Keep it up. Love your work, Dunk. Thanks for that, and I'm glad your wife is listening. Uh, I've met Ben Crow before. Back in the day, a fella that gave me the idea of doing podcast called Jarvis Hunter, who's a editor and a shooter of great renown. Uh, Jarvis and I put together a documentary called Defining Mick Fanning, and we were looking about making a documentary series, telling stories, and Ben Crow is a great storyteller. So he went and had a chat with Ben. He's been heavily involved with the Tigers, with Ash Barty, with all sorts of people. He's been doing some great stuff over the lockdown period about trying to deal with it. So, yeah, I think Ben would be a fantastic guest as far as emotional I don't recall if we've already spoke about it on the hotline, but when Yelena Dokic was talking about the abuse she received, mental and physical, from her father um, as a eight-year-old, and my daughter was eight at the time as I was doing it, um, I just had nothing at that point, and Yelena started consoling me, which is which is quite bizarre when she's the one that went through it. So that is the one that sticks in my mind. But when at one point in Kari Webb's episode, she talked about Das, what golf did to her, and she didn't like yeah. the person that made her. And yep. that was just at a, a house over here in Barwon Heads when she was over here for the for the golf tournament, uh, the women's tournament in February. And she started crying about that she just didn't like the way golf made her. I found that really, really difficult. I think anyone that you don't really know when they when they break down in tears in front of you, it's it's pretty confronting. Oh, it's happened a few times yeah. on the show. Great question, Dunk. Thanks for sending that in. On you, Dunk. G'day, Howie. Chris here from Outback, New South Wales. I uh, started listening with uh, Ricky Ponting. I've been hooked, mate, and I have to say Dennis Cometti would be one of my absolute favourites. I'd love to hear you interview 2019 world champion Matt Hall. I reckon that would be a cracker interview. My question for you, how long does it actually take to make a podcast? I get an, an hour of nice listening, 
but uh, I'm assuming it takes you a heck of a lot longer than that to put it all together. Thanks, mate. Keep up the good work. Thanks to Chris from Outback New South Wales. Stoked you're listening. Uh, wow. How long is a piece of string? That's a good question to ask. All right, let's go through the process. Uh, let's use Martin Tyler as an example. So probably five hours reading about Martin online. Uh, if he's got a book, which oh, I couldn't find a book of recent times, I'd read the book. Then looking at clips that I think will be relevant to play in the show, there's probably another three hours. In Martin's case, talking about the EPL or certain World Cup matches, so that's up to sort of eight hours. Then doing the interview itself, it's 10 hours. Then going through the editing process where we add stuff in, take a little bit of stuff out, that's probably another four hours. So probably about 15, 16 hours, I reckon. And then I send the script word to word for you, Das, about what, what I want to put in, what I want to take yeah. out, where certain highlights are going to go or record the intro. Mm-hmm. So I reckon I'm up to about 17 hours at that point. And then you take over, Big Daddy. What's your workload? It varies. Um, some, you know, sometimes, especially recently with uh, the interviews being done on Zoom, that requires a bit yep. of extra attention. Um regarding some post-processing and, and editing. But on general, it takes me, you know, it might take about three hours to cut it all together, um, pull in any grabs that that you want included in the podcast um, and then uploading it. So, you know, the, the easiest ones take a couple of hours. The longest ones um, where we've had to do a fair bit of chopping and changing can, can take, you know, six or seven hours. So um, there is a bit of... Although we don't cut a lot of content out, you know the the con- the conversations are left pretty pretty yeah, raw. They are. Um, sometimes there's there's a few nips and tucks uh, that need to happen just to make it a little bit easier to um to digest as a listener. So um, yeah, it 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 definitely takes a while. And I think something you didn't even touch on how it was uh, the amount of time spent pre oh. uh, research just getting in touch with these people and, and booking them in. And, and that takes that takes that can take a lot of time. So I think we're at about twenty four hours to answer your mm. question. And then we are lucky on this show to us. We get a lot of positive feedback. And people are very kind, but there's a but coming here. But so we put twenty four hours in. Send it out for free, Das. So I'm not I'm not forcing anyone to listen to it. It doesn't cost a cent. So it's a free media product. And then I got a message the other day from old mate from New South Wales basically saying how he, your interview with Valentine Holmes was crap, you had no passion, you didn't ask him any decent questions, you wasted my time listening to it, why don't you get more rugby league guests on? I now know you know nothing about it. I am never going to listen to your show again. So okay. some dude at home is that frustrated with me. He thought he'd just give me a genuine blast and never listen to the show again. For the 24 hours of work we put in, the fact that it's there for free, that's probably not quite the type of feedback we're after, Das, but that's the world we live in, Guru. Oh, mate. And the, the, the hard thing is you get 100 positive messages and it's the one stinker that stays with you. <laughs> that's a pretty good message. She has a pretty direct message, Guru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got time for one more, mate. Okay. Hi, Howie, the pickle and the big penguin. The Howie Games has been my saviour this year. During lockdown, I've listened to the entire back catalogue on my one-hour walks in Metro Melbourne. Listening to the podcast and the positivity has really helped me get through these really tough times, so a massive thank you to all. I have a question from my 11-year-old for The Pickle. Hi, Pickle. What's it like having a famous dad? (laughs) Is he as cool as my dad thinks it is? Thanks. 
Right, let's get a couple of things straight right here. Beautiful question. <laughs> Beautiful question. I am not famous in any way, shape, or form. I work, Das, with famous uh-huh. people. You yeah. work with famous people, Hamish and Andy. I work with famous people like Warney or John O'Brien or Nick Rewald or Adam Gilchrist. I am not famous. However, occasionally I may walk around <laughs> talking to people like my children saying, what's it like having a dad that's big time? <laughs> so I will, <laughs> now, I will now get uh, the pickle to respond. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is cool, um, but I don't really think of him as famous um, because he's my dad until someone comes up and um, says hi, uh, but I like it. Well, I think that's it, mate. I think that's it. I think we are done with the hotline. We've gone a bit longer, but what we have done is cleared the questions. So I think we're clear. So we need more questions coming through. So you guys get the idea of the show now. The number is on the show notes. Please send some questions through, especially with the summer of cricket coming up. We'll be on the road, but we'll still be able to do the hotline. So we need a few more questions coming through, Dars, to keep this going now, I reckon. Absolutely. And as we, uh, as you touched on at the start of the episode, Howie, some messages that got sent through to the voicemail yep. got lost. Yep. Uh, if yours haven't been played out on the show yet, please resend them through uh, and we'll stick them in the next episode. Yeah, if there's some reason you've sent us a message that hasn't been played out now, according to my filing system, the Decks are clear, so please send them through a second time. Das, pleasure as always, mate. Yes, mate. And Azza from Brisbane, a many-time contributor, send us through your details as well. We'll post you up a Howie Games bumper sticker. We'll get the Howie Games bumper sticker on the way. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time, keep an eye out for the episodes coming up, uh, including the Reaper, Robert Whittaker. Until then, peace and love. Later, crew. To replay, press 7. Message deleted. You have no more messages. Listener.